Grosvenor Square, 1813. Dearest reader, the time has come to place our bets for the upcoming social season. Consider the household of the Baron Featherington. Three misses foisted upon the marriage market like sorrowful sours by their tasteless, Tighter. tactless mama. Tighter! Is she to breathe, Mama? I was able to squeeze my waist into the size of an orange and a half when I was Prudence's age. Your sister shall do the same. Far better odds might exist in the household of the widowed Viscountess Bridgerton. A shockingly prolific family, noted for its bounty of perfectly handsome sons and perfectly beautiful daughters. Oh, I'm already roasting. I complain the entire day, Eloise. Surely I cannot be expected to bear these fashions the entire day. I feel like a princess. Do I look like one? You truly wish to know what I think you look like. On your left! It's our dear sister still not ready. Oh, she's only been readying herself the entire night. You mean her entire life? Oh, I shall run upstairs and hasten her along. No, Colin, wait. I'll do it. She likes me much better than you, Benedict. Because you said that. Everyone says that. Oh. Daphne! You must make haste! Should you think she heard me? How very perfect indeed. Should your brother wish to be obeyed as Lord Bridgerton, he must act as Lord Bridgerton. Where is he, Benedict? I do not know. Of course I'm here, sister. I've never missed such an important day for you and our family. No, you would just be late for it. Shall we? Today is a most important day, and for some, a terrifying one. For today is the day London's marriage-minded missus are presented to Her Majesty, the Queen. 
May God have mercy on their souls. Miss Prudence Featherington. Miss Philippa Featherington. And Miss Penelope Featherington. All presented by their mother, the Right Honourable Lady Featherington. It is only the Queen's eye that matters today. A glimmer of displeasure, and a young lady's value plummets to unthinkable depths. Miss Daphne Bridgerton, presented by her mother, the Right Honorable the Dowager Viscountess Bridgerton. Flawless, my dear. the brighter a lady shines, the faster she may burn.
It has been said that of all bitches, dead or alive, a scribbling woman is the most canine. If that should be true, then this author would like to show you her teeth. <laughs> My name is Lady Whistledown. You do not know me, and rest assured, you never shall. But be forewarned, dear reader, I certainly know you. You absolutely sparkle, sister. <laughs> Come now, I'm merely simpered and minced in a pretty dress like everyone else. Not exactly like everyone else. Oh, I shouldn't need to go and visit with Penelope. That presentation was anything but... What was it the Queen called you again? Flawless. <laughs> or some such thing. Trust who was astonished Her Majesty offered me out of 200 young ladies present a most gracious remark. Yes, it was quite a distinction. And now 200 young ladies have a common adversary. I wish you luck, sister. Eloise. What? It is true. My success on the marriage mart influences all of your prospects. We will all need to find love one day. Indeed. My love is pure as what my mom and papa once shared, if we are so fortunate. I really hope I'm able to continue such a grand tradition. Your dresses have arrived. Oh! This oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> one is quite ravishing. <laughs> Mary Edgecombe wore a similar shade last season. And secured three offers the very next day. One from now. Mary Edgecombe, now the Countess of Fulton, apparently spent the last year living in a cottage hundreds of miles away from her earl. She is miserable. Is it all here? Do not tell me that is yet another scandal sheet. Eloise. No, 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 this one is different. This one lists subjects by name in full. Let me see. Wait. Lady Whistledown. Lady Whistledown. The author. Do we know a Lady Whistledown? Surely Lady Whistledown cannot be her true name. What does it say, dearest? She loathes the fact that we've been named alphabetically, oldest to youngest. Your father and I found it orderly. Lady Whistledown finds banality. The papers were distributed across town today without charge. Without charge? Or what kind of author? <gasps> <laughs> well, at least she has one thing, right? She has named Daphne as the season's incomparable. She calls you a diamond of the first water. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> I should not be surprised if this whistledown is revealed to be Violet Bridgerton herself. These pages certainly report on the Viscountess's family with much indulgence indeed. The pages report nothing but the truth, Lady Featherington. Daphne has bloomed exquisitely, and the sooner she is taken from the market, the better for the other young ladies. Even ones prone to hysterics in front of the Queen. Ladies, hurry with your miniatures before our guest arrives. And Penelope, put down that book at once. You shall confuse your thoughts. So, tell me about this cousin. Joining you for the entire season? She is a distant cousin of my husband, and with no close female relative to sponsor her debut, Lord Featherington has directed me to take her in. For charity. Hmm. You are known to be quite charitable. Precisely what this new rumour monger should have published instead of erroneously specifying that I shall only have three young ladies under my care this year. She knows nothing. Unless you shall like to have only three young ladies under your care. Oh, I should gladly sit this season out. Penelope is quite nervous. This shall be her very first season. I am not nervous, Mama. What she is is two stone heavier than she ought to be. Mm. Those blemishes on her face are quite difficult to conceal. <laughs> or perhaps some arsenic and lead might help. Uh, should you allow me to delay only a year, just as Lady Bridgerton has done for Eloise, I may remain dedicated to my studies, perhaps. The answer's no, Penelope. You may wish to listen to her, my lady. 
shepherding four young ladies through these endless rounds of affairs at the same time. Can you imagine the competition? Well, how much competition can this cousin provoke? She came of age on a farm. She has a mere four-figure dowry. And as for her appearance, well, let us hope Miss Thompson is more presentable than the legions of unkempt animals she has spent her entire life tending to back home. Mm. <gasps> Lord Featherington's cousin has arrived, madam. <gasps> now, remember to be kind, ladies. Mm. And charitable. The poor are our burden. <clears throat> Beautiful. Good afternoon, Lady Featherington. This is not a sight for my sore eyes. My condolences, Your Grace, for your father. Very kind of you. Kind of me? You hated the man. It is so wonderful to see you, Lady Danbury. Words I do not hear often enough. Come. You must excuse the uh, disorderliness. As you know, I'm to host a ball this evening. Yes. I, I have managed to keep the details of your return quiet. But when those vulgar mamas discover that there is an eligible duke present at tonight's fete, I shall be able to keep such a secret no longer. That is what I was hoping to discuss. I've only returned to London to deal with my late father's affairs. I'm afraid it leaves me no time to socialize. And so whilst I appreciate your most gracious invitation, Lady Danbury, I must ask you to accept my regrets. Your regrets are denied. Well, I suppose a brief appearance. Excellent. You may leave that uh, flask you carry at home. Most undignified. One day, I shall seize that watch and take it apart, bit by bit. That belonged to my father. Should it disappear, I would miss it sadly. Then you shall know precisely how I feel every time you disappear. Stay with me today. I'm afraid I cannot. Oh. I must chaperone my sister at the Danbury Ball oh. this evening. Daphne, yes? Mm. What might they be like, these grand affairs your sister must attend? You would hate them. <laughs> Every eligible lady of breeding dressed in some lavishly trimmed frock, bloodthirsty mamas at their sides, <laughs> and wary fathers making arrangements for only the most advantageous of matches. And of course, without my father here, that responsibility 
falls upon me. A significant duty, no doubt. Someone must guard my poor sister from the box and pinks. Ensure her virtue remains free of any kind of defilement. Daphne is fortunate. Every woman is not afforded such gallant protection. Well, every woman is not a lady. Of course not, my lord. Sienna. Hey. You have me protecting you too. I will always protect you. The season's opening ball at Danbury House is a most highly sought after invitation indeed for every darling debutante from Park Lane to Regent Street will be on display. Titled, chaste, and innocent, this is what they have been raised and trained for since birth. Tonight, we shall discover which young ladies might succeed at securing a match, thereby avoiding the dreadful, dismal condition known as the spinster. Oh, I do love to dance. Should you like my flower? We grow them in our very own garden. I must show you my watercolours sometime, if you desire to see them. And she's quite proficient on the pianoforte, too. was caught with her gentleman last year in Lady Mottram's conservatory. Unchaperoned. She's lucky her gentleman agreed to a hasty marriage after she went and ruined herself. Light skirts. <laughs> already set in his cap at Miss Bridgerton. Lady Bridgerton, Miss Bridgerton, Lord Bridgerton. I believe you have already been introduced to my daughter Daphne, Lord Ambrose. Uh, yes, we met at your brother's levy. If I recall, my lord, you had just won your first race at Newmarket. His first and only, I believe. Well, in that case, let us hope his lordship has found himself a new horse. <laughs> I haven't had the pleasure of seeing you at our club lately, Ambrose. She didn't have anything to do with the unpaid balance you left on our betting books when to last. Ambrose is a cheat. A man of any honour ensures his debts are fully paid. I did not realise. Well, how could you have done? It is the very reason I am here, sister. Let us take a turn about the world. He is rather here to shuffle about hunting fortunes. Trust Mr. Lewis knows of your sizable dowry. Leave him be. I 
presume you know of him too. And Mr. Worthington's second son, we shall find better. He is of dubious parentage. We shall not have you making life with a poet, heaven forbid, nor an eccentric. My word. Anthony, Daph. If the only upstanding gentlemen present this evening are your brothers, then we're in a great deal of trouble indeed. You continue to say we. Didn't Mother yeah. tell you yet? About my tour? I'm to begin in Greece. Greece? How adventurous, Colin. Oh, God. Mm. Too late. I already noted you. Miss Bridgerton, you look rather lovely this evening. Is there a reason I've yet to see you on the dance floor? All in good time, Lady Dunbar. Poor thing. Who is that? I'm sure I've never seen her. Miss Marina Thompson, a distant cousin of my husband's. She's rather dowdy, is she not? One of the Bridgerton boys is joining the swarm. Well. Who's telling? I imagine your household will be a hive of callers in the morning, Lady Featherington. Where one suitor goes, the rest will surely follow. Excuse me. Duke. I would recognize him anywhere. Where are you taking us? To meet the Duke. That man's not an amateur. Make haste before he should see Miss Thompson. Grace. <laughs> Let me introduce my daughters, Miss Prudence Featherington, Miss Philippa Featherington. I'm quite parched. Then I shall fetch you a glass of lemonade. No, you've already done so much for me tonight. I shall return in a mere moment. Small glasses. Or Burbrook. <laughs> Tiny little things, are they not? The glasses, I suppose. Then the matter is settled. I'm not entirely sure the matter in which we discuss, my lord. You've always amused me, Miss Bridgerton, ever since I was a schoolboy and you were. All but five? My brother, he summons me. <laughs> I'd... Miss Bridgerton, a moment, please. <laughs> Miss Bridgerton. Oh. Pardon me. Forgive me. Oh, yes, I don't know it. Thank you. Tell me your name. Your name, sir. Am I honestly to believe you do not already know my name? This is. 
You can provide an introduction, madam. I do believe accosting me to be the least civilized of ways. Accosting you? Truly, they will try anything. Sir, that is not... This is not... What is your name? Bassett. Bassett! Bridgerton! Come here, old friend. I heard news of your father. Just take it. You're no longer Bassett. I shall always... Hastings. The Duke of Hastings, now known forevermore. Oh, the Duke of Hastings, is it? Right, Hastings, this is my sister. Your sister? Daphne, Hastings and I know each other from our days at Oxford. Days we shall not soon forget. Yes. As I am well aware of the company you keep, brother, I am certain your days with His Grace were most civilized indeed. Hastings, we shall need to get together properly. I expect to see you at our club then. Indeed. Evening, Bridgerton. Miss Bridgerton. Daphne, I believe Lord Weatherby is looking for you to dance. Is he? If only it were not time for us to retire. I mean, Daphne is anything but weary. I shall stay with her. Well, that would be lovely. Daphne, there is nary a gentleman here who would not take your hand. You must think about this. The most perfect thing for you to do now is not to dance, but to leave them all wanting more. If anyone knows how this works, it is your eldest brother. Perhaps he is right. Let us go. Have Cook prepare as many biscuits as he can this morning. And perhaps we might move a few extra chairs into the drawing room, too. Well, I do wonder which gentleman will be the very first to call. I have so much to ask of them all. Well, let us get you dressed. I did not expect to see you here this morning. It is terribly early for you, dearest. You could not sleep for some reason. All the excitement, I presume. Am I the first gentleman to arrive? How wonderful. Callers, ma'am. The Earl of Stafford and the Marquis of Finley. You would. Well, you should have my colourful fashions to thank. <clears throat> For a Miss Marina Thompson? Dearest reader, this author finds herself compelled to share the most curious of news. And do you have a large family too, my lord? It seems our diamond requires a closer inspection. Is there a problem, Lord Bridgerton? I should think so. You are in my seat. As such, an even rarer jewel of only the most remarkable brilliance, fire and luster has been unearthed. Her name, unknown to most, yet soon known to all, is Miss Marina Thompson. Should you not be out on your daily walk about the square, dear? It appears as though it may rain. 
This author is left to wonder whether Her Majesty might reconsider the high praise she once afforded Miss Bridgerton. For we all must know what the Queen despises more than anything. Being wrong. And the drawing room at Bridgerton House currently appears to be emptier than the muddled head of her dearest King George. Well, I must be off to my club then. Sisters? Mother? It follows that Lady Featherington is to receive what she has always desired. The season's true incomparable living under her own roof. She must be overjoyed. Is Miss Thompson so high in her instep that she's unable to don her own slippers? I should think not. Has anyone else read what Lady Whistledown has written of late? Should anyone pay any heed to what Lady Whistledown writes of late? I certainly do not. Mama, perhaps we might attend the upcoming Salisbury Ball by ourselves. And the Merryweather Tea, too. I believe that Anthony has already replied on our behalf, dearest. Apparently he's managed our social calendar through June. He'll be there for the entire season. Lady Whistledown has made her opinion of artist sister's fortunes quite clear. Well, enough about Lady Whistledown. A caller for Miss Bridgerton. Oh! <laughs> the Lord Burbrook. Lord Burbrook? Um, uh, come in. May I help you to some freshly prepared biscuits? <laughs> Eloise, allow some room for his lordship, will you? <laughs> Eloise, are you not due for a visit with Penelope this morning? I believe I should like to stay. I believe you should like to go. <clears throat> Forgive me for not calling sooner. I presumed your affections were already engaged. But now I know. You and I were destined for each other. And so, by heaven, your love may burn from the depths of my soul. Tis thee I shall earn. Wonderful, wonderful gentlemen. Thank you for your calls. Do not forget to bid Prudence, Philippa, or even Penelope farewell as you go. Most wretched sonnet indeed. Lord Byron, he's not. <laughs> I do not believe so. Good day, Pen. Lord Burbrick is harmless. There'll be others. Lady Whistledown has all but declared me ineligible. Worthy of the affection of a detestable simpleton and no one else. Tell me, what others should ever want such damaged goods now? You speak as if Lady Whistledown were to be held in higher regard than Her Majesty the Queen herself. You give far too much credit to some anonymous scribbler. These musings, they're not true. Only they are true, brother, and they are true because of you. You managed to scare every worthy suitor away. Whistledown has merely reported it. I am looking out for you. I am protecting you. It is my duty. And what are my duty? 
You have no idea what it is to be a woman. What it might feel like to have one's entire life reduced to a single moment. This is all I have been raised for. This is all I am. I have no other value. If I am unable to find a husband, I should be worthless. Daphne, you're a Bridgerton. It would be easier if I were not. Ambitious mamas rejoice, for the new Duke of Hastings continues to grace our fair city with his presence. And oh, what an impressive presence it is. Lady Whistledown has written about you again, Your Grace. Would you like to read it? It should be noted that the Duke has been overheard announcing to mamas everywhere that he has no plans of ever marrying. This author wonders which brazen matchmaker shall rise to such a challenge, for this competition is well underway. You know, I do suppose, if it were not for an overzealous mother at every corner, this time of year in the city would not be so very dreadful. Those mothers simply want the same as you, I rather think. For every last one of them to choke on their daughter's hair ribbons. But you claim a wife, Hastings. Are you truly not planning on taking your place in society when you have a duke to... I have a title. As far as I'm concerned, will end with me. But Hastings, you, you can't... stop calling me that. It was my father's name. Never mind. And in any case, what of you? What of me? Well, you are the firstborn Bridgerton of a firstborn Bridgerton nine times over. Where is your wife? Well, is your plan to fuck her forever? Your mistress. You shall need sire and heir. I'm in possession of something that you are not. Brothers. It has reached my ears that Mr. Colin Bridgerton shall be awarded the year's grand prize when he sweeps Miss Thompson off her pretty little slippered feet. You can always send the willow back to a farm, madam. As if Lord Featherington would ever allow that. In other news, a most peculiar suitor for Miss Daphne Bridgerton has emerged. Daphne, <clears throat> your caller. Will it be just the two of us, yet again? Do join us. Your Majesty, good evening. You must remember my daughter, Daphne. Yes. She made quite an impression. However fleeting it may have been. <laughs> I would like to welcome you both to my box this evening. I insist. We are saying her husband will not live till the end of the month. Surely another rumor provided by that vicious scandal-mongering writer. Should her degradation know no bounds? Grandiose way. 
Lady Whistledown writes about my family, too. Yet I suppose that you can withstand such scrutiny, since he is, after all, a man. His Grace was fortunate to have you there with him as a child. After what happened to his mother. Awful. He's not what Whistledown writes. So is Daphne. You seem the two of them have that much in common, then. Matches have certainly been made with far less. What are you suggesting? Lady Whistledown merely writes what she sees. Perhaps we need to help her to see things a bit more clearly. The Duke is quite fond of gooseberry pie. The very dish my cook is renowned for. <laughs> <laughs> Whistledown may be some interloper living in Bloomsbury, of all places. What should be so terrible about Bloomsbury? The people there actually work for a living. Well, she does seem to be someone with access. Who knows if Whistledown is even a she? Fair point. Yeah, she's simply too good to be anyone but a man. Well, I think it's rather obvious that the writer is Lady Danbury. Lady Danbury enjoys sharing her insults with society directly. She would never bother herself writing them all down. Could it be Lady Featherington? No! <laughs> <laughs> You've yet to read what Wizardan writes of the Featherington's little sister. You must forgive this rather unruly debate, Your Grace. Nonsense, I find it entertaining. <laughs> All of you at one table, with the children. I realise it may be unfashionable, but we like each other. <laughs> Most of the time. You should join us more often, Your Grace. Perhaps when we travel to our country seat, you would be most welcome. Gregory, would you stop tossing peas at me? Those peas are already there. You cannot tell me what to do. I am old and I'm taller. Children. <laughs> no, he does have a presence about him. Calm down. Break his dukes for one thing. I'm just part with Jackson himself. <laughs> you? Is that envy I detect in your voice? Judgment, brother. I shall need to witness this. You appear displeased. Do I? We find ourselves seated beside each other, Miss Bridgerton. I'd like to think you're happy about that. Perhaps, Your Grace. It would be better if you refrained from thinking about me at all. It is simply surprising. Yes, however is it possible for a lady to offer anything but a smile while seated beside a duke? You regarding subjects much too Even one of your reputation. You are aware of my reputation. I'm aware of your friendship with my eldest brother. If that were not enough, I'm also aware of the things a certain writer has recently written of you. Presumptuous? Clearly, arrogant most definitely. You are a rake. Through and through. And tell me I'm wrong. Who is to refrain from thinking about whom again? <laughs> I assure you, I'm anything but interested in you. Good. Quite. And I anything but interested in you. The eldest sister of my oldest friend, yet another recent subject of a certain writer, chaste, neat, desperate. I shall have you know. To marry, that is. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> Hastings, I'm so glad you decided to join us this evening. It was most spontaneous of you. Not at all. With Lady Danbury accepting your dear mother's gracious invitation on my behalf, well, however could I have declined? You must stay for dessert. It's gooseberry pie, Your Grace. Ah, lovely. <laughs> 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 
You were a perfectly reasonable mother until your eldest daughter Anthony. came of age. This matchmaking scheme you rather transparently concocted with Lady Danbury, it will not work. I can think of worse matches for Daphne than a duke. I believe the two of you to be friends. We are good friends, which is why I know he has absolutely no intention of marrying. Well, you must understand, all men make that assertion. Your, your father... Do not bring you... father into this. Even if he were in want of a wife, you would most certainly not have the Duke anywhere near Daphne. I fully subscribe to the belief that reformed rigs make the very best of us. He will not make her happy. Daphne deserves better. And I know, I know you think you are solving the problem, but you are not. And that is all I shall say about the matter. The Duke will be joining us as our guest at Vauxhall tomorrow evening. Now, I admit it was not easy to convince You overstepped. She's my eldest daughter. And she is my responsibility, as are you. Responsibility? Do not make this any more difficult than it already is. I wish to know something, Anthony. Tonight, when you leave this study that you continue to keep at your family home, are you to return to your bachelor lodgings across the square, or will you pay a visit to a certain soprano that you tend to in an apartment that you pay for on the other side of town, relying on your younger brothers to one day do the job that you cannot? You like to speak of responsibility. My dear son, of duty? Pray tell, what should you know of it? I sit with her in that drawing room. Do you know what I see? A young woman who is terrified because she knows what kind of life, what, what kind of future awaits her should you continue to get in her way. If your father was still here, Daphne would already have been matched. The man would have made an arrangement with an old friend. The man would have done what was now necessary. So you must ask yourself, are you merely an older brother or are you the man of this house? I cannot see you anymore. Why do you not understand? It is not for you to understand. I must do what is necessary. You said you would always protect me. You promised to care for me, my lord. And now? What shall I do now? You shall leave. Be it shame or slander, seduction or smear, there is but one thing that humbles even the most highly regarded members of our dear Ton. A scandal. Well, dear reader, it should seem that all of Grosvenor Square has been left to ponder a rather scandalous question indeed. Might one former diamond's recent fall from grace turn out to be the most damning scandal of all? Pen. Colin. I, I did not know you would be here. Oh, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> Have you seen Miss Thompson? 
She is ill. My mama had to stay home with her. Papa had to chaperone. I'm quite enjoying the fact that he is here. Mama would never allow me to wear a dress like this. Not uh, yellow enough, I think. <laughs> Mr. Bridgerton, I believe you owe me a dance this evening. And I have only one more space remaining on my card at present. How convenient. <gasps> Penelope, I did not see you there. I'm afraid I cannot offer you that dance, Miss Cowper. I am to escort Miss Featherington to the floor. Madam? Yes. Farley. <clears throat> it is with great privilege I present Vauxhall's newest spectacle of believing. Feast your eyes above and allow all that you radiate to overwhelm you. <laughs> Wonderful night. Thank you. Not the most bizarre. <laughs> Look, brother. What is it? Lord Burbrook's barony is over 200 years old. His lineage is legitimate. He's had an excellent education, possesses no debts, never hurt an animal or a woman, and is even a decent shot. To speak strictly, there's nothing wrong with him. What should any of You're this... to marry him. Nigel. I had to find your husband, sister. Now, be grateful it is done. It should be just as easy for you to fall in love with Lord Burbrook as with anyone else. I will not hear of this. You haven't bled. It's been over a month since your arrival, and you haven't bled. I suppose I should be happy. Up until now, I've uh, had no legitimate excuse to dispense with you. But when Lord Featherington hears of this, when your own papa hears of this, please. I suppose I should be happy. And if it were guaranteed that my own ladies would not be affected by your revolting recklessness, I would be. Do you even know who the father is? 
What I know is that you shall never understand. What was that? You shall never understand. Someone like you living this ridiculously charmed. Did you think I wanted to come here? To be around people like you, so out of touch, so superior. <laughs> Whatever are you doing? Nigel, not now. Nigel? We to drop the honorific so soon? I suppose, as your husband... You will never be my husband. I will never marry you. My brother, he... He made a mistake. Do you think yourself better than me? It would be best for you to leave. You should be thanking me. I'm your last hope. No one wants you, Miss Bridget. What are you doing? You'll find out soon enough. Stop it! Let go of me! <clears throat> Your Grace, I had no intention of knocking the Klimp flat out. And I must say, I'm impressed. What are you doing out here? Avoiding certain people. People? Mothers. Yeah, people, I suppose. You are coming from the Dark Walk. It is merely a few steps away. What would you know the Dark, the Dark Walk is merely a few steps away. And I am alone with two men. I believe you're only with one man. The other I is... shall be compromised just the same. Do you have any idea what would happen if someone even suggested that I... I must go. Marry me, Miss Bridgerton. Now, as far as proposals go, that may be the least romantic of all. I suppose if someone were to find me here, it would be one way out of marrying him. Oh, you cannot possibly be thinking of marrying him. If I'm unable to secure another offer, there may be no alternative. Unlike you, I cannot simply declare I do not wish to marry. I do not have such a privilege. Yes, I was quite surprised to learn you no longer have a line of suitors around every last square in London. I'm in no need of your derision, sir. I do not mock you. I'm being sincere. I know of what this lady Whistledown has written. Trust I possess as much contempt for the author as you do. She's all but issued a challenge to London's most ambitious memoirs, encouraging, provoking them. Claim you as their prize. Do not worry, Your Grace. I believe such a win would be promptly forfeited indeed. I must go this way. You through those trees. Perhaps there is an answer to our collective Lady Whistledown issue. I presume surely must be precisely what we are. Me, unavailable. You, desirable.
turn to my eyes. Not in attendance at the Vauxhall celebration, you missed the most remarkable coup of the season. It appears Miss Daphne Bridgerton has captured the interest of the newly returned Duke of Hastings. How the young Miss secured her newfound suitor is yet to be determined. Yet, if anyone shall reveal the circumstances of this match, it is I, yours truly, Lady Whistledown.